Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the latest episode of Solving the Mysteries to Success. Here's your host, Deep Mystery. Today, we got a very special episode for you. Um, the guest that we have is, uh, he's from Visa. He's an associate product manager, and his name is Shamit. And <clears throat> today, we're going to just talk about what we've been talking about for the last couple episodes, you know, lifestyle after undergrad, you know, how to get that first job and what to expect on that first job, but also, you know, what is, uh, you know, working, what is the work life like and what is the routine life like uh, in your first job? How are you doing, Shamit? Hey, Deep. Um, I'm doing really well. It's a good Friday. The weather is awesome, and I'm glad to be talking on this call. Yeah, man. I think uh, it's good to get outside, get some fresh air. If you haven't done that, audience, uh, you know, you got to stay sane in these tough times. Let's get started, Shamit. Uh, what's the undergrad lifestyle like at USC? And, you know, talk about the pros and cons of doing business administration with a minor in computer science there. Yeah, sure. So, um, like you said, I went to USC, um, studied both business and programming. Uh, I think that there was a bunch of different routes that could have gone. So, when I initially applied to USC from high school, actually, I was applying and I got in as an accounting major. So, funny enough, I, I was really into finance and, um, you know, math and numbers. And so, that's what I thought I was destined to do. And as soon as I got there, I took one accounting class and I kind of 180 and I said I don't I think this is too specific and it's not for me and so what I did was I actually stepped back and made it more of a generalization in the business school the Marshall School of Business um, and I was doing that for a few years a couple of years and my junior year I started realizing that um, you know all the people around me where I'd grown up and also the high school I went to in the Bay um, people were doing you know coding classes in tech and uh, I was realizing that, you know, in my internships, I was very finance-driven and operations-focused, but I didn't really have the knowledge to um, build things from scratch and, you know, code my way around. And being in Silicon Valley, that was kind of, it almost felt like a disadvantage um, because that was the norm. So what I did was my junior year, I took um, just an intro CS class at USC and Instantly, I fell in love with it, and it, it wasn't really surprising for me because as a kid, I was really into puzzles, Legos, and DIY stuff, so building things in my hands, and so um, software and coding is no different. I mean, it's basically coming up with creative solutions to problems that uh, might just, you know, exist in, in our everyday lives, and so when I was taking that CS intro class, uh, I really enjoyed it, and I said, you know, is there anything I can do with this? But given that I was in my junior year, it was too late to you know, switch my major completely from business. Plus, I, I still liked the finance and uh, you know, calculated operational aspects of it. So I said, how can I kind of come to a compromise? And what I realized after digging deeper is there was something called product management that was just starting to bud and as a career option. And what we, it was kind of a mix of both things, the business side where you have finance and numbers and marketing and the tech side, which is the coding and software engineering and building, building things. So I said, you know, this could be a great way to kind of combine both my skills and things that I love doing. And as soon as I started researching more about product management, I realized that I made a good choice in studying both business and CS. Yeah. You know, I think we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the podcast, but you know, the intersection between business and computer science has a 
has a great stronghold on product management. So I appreciate you saying that. You know, let's talk about your internship experiences. Uh, you know, you talked a bit about this. You did a bit about you did a bit in operations. What was that like? You know, being a business operations intern. Like, what does that exactly mean? And you know, then being a global product intern. And like, what yeah. were you expecting in all these experiences? And what did what was it actually like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, internships. Uh, I just want to make a note of for anyone listening, internships are awesome, even if it's not going to be something that you end up doing as a career. Uh, I think having an internship under your belt or doing a summer internship is super valuable because you actually get to understand the company culture and life after college Um, because studying something in college versus actually doing it, you know, a full-time job for it, it's very different. So when I applied and I was going through my internship business operations and also like, you know, just a general product um, operations kind of internship, uh, it kind of runs the gambit in terms of it could be anything from analyzing Excel spreadsheets um, as operations and metrics go to, um, you know, making PowerPoint decks or um, even, like, looking at different requirements that uh, you, you might be working with product managers and looking at their requirements and trying to consolidate to present those findings for them and those things. So uh, I didn't really know what it entailed going in, but I realized that it started honing what I wanted to do uh, because – you have to learn by not like by when you when you do something and um, like I did those internships, there were parts of it that I could apply to my current job, and there's also parts of it that I knew after doing those internships I never want to touch again. Right, so it was a learning experience both ways. Um, for the operations side, uh, it was very heavy on data and metrics and Excel, which uh, I was very fortunate that you know data analysis I'm very comfortable with having that accounting finance background. And then for the product stuff, it was kind of just all over the place, whether it was presentation or requirements, uh, grooming for sprints, and kind of um, present- like leadership and different things. So it was kind of valuable to me to have those two internships to know what I wanted and what I didn't want out of a career. Right. So during those internship experiences, is there anything that – uh, beforehand, you would have told yourself that, like, hey, like, you know, get on, get on this uh, skill, or you know, make sure to have this skill before I go in. Yeah, not really before going in. I would say that during the internship, a couple things that I would call out, I did that I actually really, really um, appreciate that now looking back that I did was one was I took the time to do a class, a summer class at Stanford. Uh, called the Product Management for the Internet of Things. It was basically just an after-work, once or twice a week class on Stanford campus. And I knew I liked product management, and I wanted to go that direction. And so this class really helped me because during work hours, I was doing kind of separate work as operations. Um, But this class really helped me. And then the other call-out would be learning skills that, you know, might be more specialized. So, for example, uh, learning Python or learning Tableau and actually taking the time to go through udemy.com or lynda.com or any of those learning uh, online learning tools and sitting down and marking and becoming more versed in those skills. Because honestly, you can only benefit from having specializations, in this, especially when everyone is so competitive in the Silicon Valley. Right. You know, you always got to have an upper edge. Uh, you always got to be learning. Um, so that's what you're doing. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you telling us 
you know, what were you doing to uh, keep yourself uh, in that learning mindset? Uh, let's transition to, you know, we talked about this before, product management. You know, a lot of different companies have a lot of different definitions on what successful product management is for their company. So mm-hmm. for you, for you, what is it? And like, you know, uh, what are like some of the key skills you say you would need to succeed in this kind of field? Yeah, absolutely. I think good point that, you know, product management is in the, it's, you know, in the grand scheme of things, it's still relatively a new kind of topic and things that, you know, people are still discovering. Uh, you know, colleges don't really have a major on it just yet, although some are looking into it. So that being said, product management at different companies could mean, you know, a variety of different things. Uh, for me, I would say regardless of which company you're at, product management really, some of the traits that you might need as a successful product management product manager is, you know, leadership, you have to be able to lead and influence people. Um, and influencing people is the key because you're not necessarily going to have actually a direct report to you. Uh, and on, on paper, you're not going to be their boss, but you're going to still have to influence them to kind of heed your actions and, and your words. So that's a big thing. And then the other thing is uh, a lot of people talk about this called customer sense being customer-centric. What that means is putting the customer at the heart of everything you do. And I think this is super important because what happens is a lot of companies have this inside-out approach where they say, we need this and we'll get this value if we build this product or this feature. And what happens is you're looking at revenue and you're looking at uh, sales and, and also what shares and stock and stuff, and you forget that what's happening is the market doesn't want that product or the market isn't ready for that product just yet. And so looking, if you, if you look inside out, you're, you're destined to fail. You have to look at the customer and what they want and what they need um, and also understand where the customer is coming from. So, for example, um, one thing that someone told me a long time ago was, you know, Henry Ford, who made the Model T, he said if he had surveyed all his customers uh, or, or all the people at the time, they would have said, you know, we want a faster horse rather than the Model T Ford car, right? So you can't just only listen to customers and, and just build whatever they want. You have to prioritize what they want based on the market needs. But being customer-centric is still nonetheless very important. Yeah, you know, on top of that, I just add to the audience, you know, being an advocate for the customer, you know, you're really going into the office and advocating for the customer's needs to everyone uh, that you're dealing with, you know, whether it be the engineers, designers, or, uh, you know, the shareholders. Um, exactly. so I'm, glad, I'm glad you talked about the customer-centric part. Uh, let's move on, you know. You know, you said you're a, like we told the audience, you're an associate product manager at Visa. But what was the process, uh, you know, going back to applying for the job and landing the job? What did you do to prep for the job, I mean, for the interview? And, you know, what was that interview like? Absolutely, yeah. So, Luck, I, I, I actually started working at Visa right out of college. Um, and I worked there for a year under, um, the, as a product, in, as, a, as a general product role. Um, it was very product operations focused, and um, after a year, I saw this opportunity of associate product manager rotational program. It's similar to what other companies have today, and Visa was offering it for the very first time. And I quickly talked to my manager about it, and she was very supportive. 
um, of it. And, you know, I went through the process of applying and it's something I've known I've wanted to do ever since I took that, you know, class, that intro to CS class in college, as well as doing the Stanford course, that product management is something that I really want to do. And so as soon as I saw an opportunity, I had to grab it. And so luckily, you know, my two managers, managers and mentors in my old role at Visa, um, Abhishek Chug and Alicia Bright, um, they were super supportive of me, and they helped me connect to the hiring manager and apply. Um, so once I applied, obviously the interviews, is a very different set of interviews. Um, and Deep, you probably know this because you've gone through the process now and you're going to be uh, associate product manager at Visa soon. But, um, you know, there's different kind of processes for different various levels of experience for our program. So I had about a year of experience. Uh, I went through a few different interviews, I think four rounds total. Um, you know, there's obviously going to be the behavioral questions that everyone has in any interview, which is about how you've handled stuff in the past, what do you think about leadership, and uh, the generalist questions. And then there's, of course, the um, product management-specific questions, because that's the role you're applying to, which is about, you know, how would you prioritize feature A versus feature B? How are you customer-centric, like I talked about earlier? And um, those kind of specific questions. And the third and final kind of uh, question type, I would say, is these, you know, weird consulting-type brain teasers. And for any of you listening that, that knows what I'm talking about, these are the questions that are basically testing your ability to think rather than your ability to answer correctly. So it's, for example, how many golf balls could fit on a Boeing 737 plane? And no one knows the exact answer. No one is even checking the exact answer, but they want to see your, your willing, willingness to think about the problem and break it down into smaller problems and come up with a creative solution because that's what product managers, you know, at the end of the day need to do. Yeah, I think you hit it right on the, right on the spot for the audience. You know, these three types of questions are going to be common in any product management inter interview. So, um, you had that interview, I had that interview, um, and, and, yeah. and the audience, uh, you know, now knows about the interview. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and fast forward. You know, you got the job and so what was mm -hmm. that first week like? And, you know, what were you expecting beforehand? Uh, and, you know, what was it actually like? Yeah. So to be quite honest, I had no idea what to expect. Um, I, I'd, I'd heard about, you know, different programs, the different companies doing the similar rotational program uh, for associate product managers like Google, Facebook, et cetera. Um, but I had no idea what to expect exactly. Um, and what happened on the first week is we all went through the whole program, um, all of the whole class went through, you know, specific training. So they had set up some training for the first week, um, week and a half, and we all went through different basics of uh, product management of Visa, of FinTech, being in the industry, learning the ropes, and it was a good way for all of us to connect and also learn a little bit more without, you know, fully being integrated right away into the, into the company to have, like, some breathing room. Wow. Did you have any, did you have any, did you have a lot of questions going in and, you know, if you had any advice for people going into that first week of the job, is it just to absorb everything that you're getting or is there a balance of like asking questions uh, here and there? 
Yeah, I would say for me, looking back on that first week uh, last August now, is just be yourself. I think that there's, you know, there's so much pressure to act a certain way or be a specific type of person because you're in a cohort and you're in a group of, you know, very successful folks who have made it to the same program. But um, just be yourself and also absorb as much as you can, yes, but, um, you know, have some fun with it too because, you know, that week of training, it's not only just to get you up to speed on everything because you're not going to learn everything in a week. You're going to utilize, you know, some of the extra activities that they have set up uh, to, you know, meet and mingle with your coworkers that are in your program. Um, so I would say that that would be my advice um, looking back now. Is there any kind of way to gain mentorship? Yeah. So um, there is in general, or are you you mean the program specifically? Uh, I'd say um, let's let's stick to the program for now. Yeah. So for the associate product manager program, they are since my class starting August 2019 um, was is the is Visa's first time doing it. Um, there's a lot of moving parts, um, and they're still, like, defining a lot of the program in terms of mentorship and other things. But as they build it out more, um, I think mentorship is on the roadmap um, in terms of who you can connect with in the company, anyone else that's a product manager, or even, you know, something that I think of when I think of mentorship is someone that you would consider a friend first and then a professional colleague second because what happens with mentorship is it's a lot about initiative and whether you want to actually talk to that person and get you know the most out of them and and vice versa and the thing is if if it's strictly professional i think it becomes very very difficult to actually engage a real real conversation and get stuff out of it yeah yeah and being in those and in those professional settings it can be uh given off as tense sometimes and and you would just want it to be uh, casual and, and easy conversation. Uh, so after, you know, first couple of weeks of, in the first month, you know, what are things that you would look back on and give her, give advice to your past self, given that you knew what the job was like after a month or two? I would probably tell myself that not to be worried that I don't have everything figured out. Uh, Visa um, in general and the fintech industry is very, very broad and also very deep. So it's it's very complicated. And people who have been in this industry have been in it for, you know, decades. And they're sitting across from you in a meeting room. And you often find yourself questioning your ability because you might not know the same amount of knowledge about these about FinTech or Visa as them. And so I think if I were to look back and tell myself early on, don't worry because – you know, everyone's at their own pace. Everyone's, you're not expected to know the same amount as someone who's been there 25 years. And uh, find ways to add value in other things. If if if, if that's not your forte, um, then, you know, learn other things that you can actually bring to the table. Yeah, that's, you always want to find a way to bring value. I think that is, that's what all matters at the end of the day. Um so let's talk about the lifestyle differences. You know, you know, when you're an undergrad, you have a bunch of students on the same campus, you know, living with you and, and meeting people is, you know, not too hard. How about 
going into the company work life? Was there things that Visa did that allowed you to meet new friends, meet new people? Or was there were there any things that you did to go out and meet new people and meet new friends? Absolutely, yeah. So that's actually a lot of people when they start working full time after college. Uh, I've heard one of the biggest concerns is the social aspect and how different it becomes. Because in college, you're you're essentially put in the same place and location, and it's it's very easy to just kind of make these friendships on the fly. Whereas at work, the range of ages at work is huge, and so sometimes people are different lifestyles. Um, some people have kids, some people have other responsibilities. So outside of work, um, time gets limited. Uh, for me and the program, I will say that because we're all a cohort and all going through it together and roughly the same age and have the same lifestyle and, you know, kind of out of college, uh, it was easier than most other people would have it, just joining a full-time job. But with that being said, you have to still go out of your way and make an effort, you know, um, try to uh, go to the, you know, go to the scheduled events. Visa is very, very good about, you know, scheduling social events and making time for you. You just have to capitalize on that opportunity and actually attend those happy hours and whatnot. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, you have to go out there and put yourself, put yourself out there essentially and to meet new people anywhere you are. Um, so, uh, let's talk about your next steps for you. You know, you are almost done with the program another year or so. Uh, what what are next steps for you? Yeah, so I have, this is, there's, you know, the program is two years. Um, I've done about nine months so far. So there's still some time left. But I think the great thing about this program is it's rotational. So you rotate through different product teams at Visa. And the one big takeaway is, you gain a lot of perspective. So just from being on different teams, you interact with different folks, and the perspective you gain is going to be invaluable for me. As far as next steps, so, um, you know, most likely, if there's a team that I gel with the most, I will reach out to that manager and try and see if we can, you know, set up something full-time after the program. Uh, I know for a fact that I really, really enjoy the fintech industry, and fintech is booming. Um, you know, it's it's at the heart of every payment. So um, I think this industry is only going to grow more. And so I'm excited to stay in the industry, stay at Visa, and hopefully you know, get on a team that I, that I enjoy. And, and, that's, and that's what we're looking for, you know? <laughs> hey, yeah. you know, I want to I thank you so much, Jamin. You know, appreciate you getting on this call and telling the audience about your experiences, uh, what it takes to succeed at Visa, and what the whole work style is like after undergrad. Um, audience, I want you to know that, you know, there's a lot of good information out here. If you need any advice, uh, feel free to go online and look it up. But, you know, I think the main message is really putting yourself out there from this episode. I want to thank everyone for listening. I hope everyone is staying safe. And in the meantime, uh, make sure to get some fresh air. Awesome. Thank you so much, Deep, for having me. Yeah, Sham. Uh, yeah, Sham. I just want to talk to you now. <laughs> I, I'm gonna cut it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this podcast and then 